Well, we're, we're concluding our, uh, this is our last message on kingdom mercy. We've been talking about kingdom mercy and just kind of been looking at that from a biblical perspective and, um, and what our call is, what our mission is, and, ha- and how do we fit into the puzzle of kingdom mercy and, and things like that. So I want to talk about that um, today. I mean, the, the bottom line here is this. Basically, we're all called to display Father's heart of compassion to the world. I mean, we're all called to carry the love that we were just talking about, that unconditional love of the Father. We are the hands and feet of that, right? We're, we're the expression of that to the world. The church, the body of Christ, is called to be the, the expression of Jesus Christ and, the, Christ and his heart to the world, his heart of love, his heart of compassion, his heart of mercy to everyone on this planet, right? Everyone is an image bearer of him, and created for his, uh, for his glory, and to contain his glory. And, um, and we are called to be his ambassadors of this mission. Right? We're called to be the ambassadors of this mission to carry his love to those around us. And, um, you know, Josh did such a good job last week. Um, the one thing I, I, I got from his message that I think just really resonated with me was... Um, was that our, our motive in kingdom mercy, all right, as we're carrying this, this love, this mercy to the world, is that we must be, uh, we must be inviting others in, into community. If we're just giving this, is this, this is just a handout, just to, you know, we're, we're, we're you know, uh, providing financial needs, we're, we're meeting, you know, food needs, we're, whatever it is, whatever the need is, maybe it's just loneliness, right? There's, there's uh, poor, uh, you know, comes in many different forms but um, we must be inviting people into community and that really hit hard with me I mean just it, it I'm I, I'm just be honest I'm, I'm the kind of check the box right just check the box I'm the, that's the engineer in me it's just check the box right did that all right thank you Jesus okay but going that next step of like bringing people into community, bringing people really, we, you know, when we meet their needs, it's not just there to meet their needs, but we're there to bring them into community because the greatest need is the need for community. Every person needs community. We need people around us to, to love on us, I mean, and to help raise our kids and, <laughs> and do life together, right? We're not, we're not meant to be uh, islands. We're meant to be in community, and I think Josh did such a wonderful expression. I was so amped up about that, and then we all got together and we did out, and we did this winter outreach, right? The winter kid outreach. And that was just, it was, it was awesome. It was off the charts. We had 100 boxes uh, wrapped with gifts and, and, and needs, different kind of winter kit needs kind of thing. And uh, we had, I think we had seven. I think it was Josh, or no, excuse me, uh, Parker and Bree and Sarah Beth and, and Anna and Jonathan and Maria and um, Catherine Marsman. They all went to, uh, to the trailer park, and then about seven or eight of us, I think I counted eight PVS, so we had Kim and, and Julie and uh, Bonnie and, and Jim and Krista and, and Dana, Art and Lisa, that's right, we had a bunch. So uh, we all went to the uh, Parkview Arms in the apartments there, and it was amazing. I mean, I'm just telling you, it was just some really cool stories that um that uh happened out of that and just um they were Sarah Beth was telling me about like about I don't know three or four different families when they went into them there at uh 
the trailer park, it was like they just started weeping, just started crying, you know, that, in that expression of love that they received in that. And a number of people just said, what church do you go to, right? <laughs> it was like, where do you go to church? I want to be a part of this, right? Um, it's so good. I mean, just an, an incredible thing. I mean, Parker was so excited when he came back. Um, we went to lunch together afterwards, and he was just telling us some of the stories, and it was, it was outstanding. I was with Dana, and, um, and Angie Young came with us, too. And Dana was, uh, Dana was like, I'm practicing my sockum. I'm going to practice my sockum. So she was, she was going to town. She was getting words for people, and, you know, this one guy, we went into his house, and, or we didn't go to his house, but we gave him a gift and blessed him, and she's like, you know, we all got the same word for him about promotion, that God was bringing promotion to this guy's house, so he prayed over promotion to him. I mean, it was like, I love when the, the, the gift of mercy and the gift of the prophetic and all the other gifts of the Holy Spirit's just there. So you get the whole hymn, you know, I mean, all of the Holy Spirit, right? And we had, um, um, we got a word about a, an arthritic wrist, and the lady was like, oh, that feels awesome. She's like going like this with it and, you know, s- switching around, and, and um, it was just, it was a lot of fun. We just had a, had a really good time. Um, met a, a young lady that um, had six kids. She's a single parent. And, um, and, you know, after Josh's message, I said, what's your phone number? Right? I mean, it's like, okay, here's a gift. What's your phone number? Could I give you my phone number? Is there a way? And so I've been texting with her back and forth. And, and um, us as a church, we're trying to help her out, come around financially. She's got a bunch of, she needed food. She, she just moved here from Cincinnati. And, and um, you know, she has no plans for Christmas. And, you know, we're just reaching out to her and just loving on her. And we're doing the gospel, right? We're doing the gospel. Bonnie and Julie, you guys prayed for a blood disease, child, a cancer kid. I mean, they, were, they came back. They had all kinds of, we prayed for this person, this person, this person, this person. I mean, I was like, holy cow. It was just, um, it was amazing. And so I'm, I'm, we're believing for kingdom breakthrough in all those situations because sickness is injustice. It's really injustice. We all need to look at that in that way, right? This, this is injustice. Amen. So let's just, I just want to give God the, the thanks. Lord, we just, let's just pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for every one of these testimonies. We thank you for every one of these hundred gifts that have been released into our community. We thank you that you're, you're fighting the battle for those for the poor, for those who are in need. God, you're, you're reshaping our hearts, Father. God, I'm thank, I thank you that you're, you're transforming us, God. You're increasing our capacity to love and to be loved to those around us, oh God. We, and we, we're asking for more, Lord. God, we don't want to just stop there. We just don't want to just a, a one-time little moment, God, but we want to be walking in your presence. We want to be walking in your love on a daily basis. God, everywhere we go, you've called us to be love and to carry your love to, the, to our community. And Lord, we just say, come. God, we thank you. We thank you for what you're stirring and what you're doing, Lord. And God, we're believing for salvation and for breakthrough in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk to you just for a few minutes here um, about... 
about this kingdom mercy. In Isaiah uh, chapter 9, we've read this before in our in our series, it says, for unto us, or excuse me, with our um, advent, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And so, how does this government of Jesus continue to increase, right? Which the kingdom of mercy is a part of that. It increases by us carrying on that mission. Right? We're called to be his ambassadors, to carry on that min- mi- mission of reaching uh, everyone in this world. So we're called to, be, to display Father's heart-like compassion because it was the singular motive of Jesus. But let, let's just be honest. Ministering to the needy and, 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 and being kingdom mercy is not easy. Was it easy for Jesus? No, right? It's just not easy. I don't want to paint a picture like it's just, you know, every situation, is, there's just incredible breakthrough. I mean, I could, if I go back to all the stories of my life and reaching lost and hurting and, and broken people, right, in different situations, it is not easy. It's hard to maintain peace in the midst of those, of those difficult trials and circumstances. And so how do we maintain and minister peace when walking daily in kingdom mercy. And I, I'm just, I, I guess my confession to you is, is that this is hard for me. I, I, I often turn my love off. I don't know about you. I, that's how I like, I, I love the Danny Silk um, analogy about turning your love on and, and I turn my love off all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm the kind of person, I walk in a situation, I go, how'd you get in this mess? Well, you probably did this, 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 you know what I mean? I'm like analyzing all the different details about how, you know, and you did that, and you did this, and you did it, you know what I mean? And, you know, this is kind of self-inflicted kind of wounds and stuff, so I'm, I'm like, my brain's stuck in there instead of the kingdom mercy mindset, right? And that's not carrying the love of Jesus Christ. Yes, there's, there's some truth there. I mean, a lot of people are there because they've made bad choices. They've made, made bad, they've made mistakes, right? They're spending money on the wrong things. They're, I mean, let's just face it, right? It's happening all the time. But we're called to carry the love of Jesus to these people. We're ca- called to carry that love to everyone that we meet. Jesus, let me, uh, as we dive into this, I just want you to, I, I love this phrase, and this will just stick, Jesus is perfect theology. I mean, we could talk all we want, uh, you know, but Jesus is absolutely perfect theology. I mean, he is perfect theology. You know, sometimes, and, I, and I, I, this is just a little preface, but sometimes we look at things, and sometimes it's hard, right? You look at the Old Testament, and you go, ugh, where's the, fa- where's the Father's heart in that? Right? I mean, some of that gets a little squirrely, doesn't it? I mean, let's just be real and honest. It's hard to kind of bridge those, those things together. But the reality is this, is Jesus is perfect theology. Right? He is the perfect representation of the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right? So if we want to understand the Father's heart, we look at Jesus. Right? And if something doesn't quite make sense with that, then we look at Jesus. That's exactly what we talked about today. We look at, we stare at Jesus. 
And we stare at Jesus to understand the Father's heart, but we also stare at Jesus and we look at Jesus because he gives us an illustration of how we're supposed to walk on this earth, on this planet. He is the Son of Man, right? And he, perf- he walked perfectly on the earth. So if we want to see how we're called to walk, we look at Jesus. The works that I do, you will do also in greater works than these because I go to my Father. So we look at Jesus, not only see the heart of the Father, but to also see how we're supposed to walk every day of our lives. So let's, look, let's take a look at how Jesus right, maintained peace. The challenge for me is, 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 is walking daily in kingdom mercy. And that's the challenge for me is, 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 is I don't know about you, but like I look at these events and I go, that's wonderful, that's great, but how do I walk daily in kingdom mercy? How do I turn my love on every time, I, every waking moment my love is on? My love is, is my, my representation of Jesus is always there, right? I'm not there yet, but that's what I'm longing for in my heart is I want to represent him everywhere I go. So if you want to turn with me or you can look up on the screen here, Luke uh, 23, I think this is so important when we're looking at it. How do we maintain and minister peace It says this, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I think that right there just kind of encapsulates everything. Um, When Kim and I just recently, we were just going through some, we were were ministering kingdom mercy to people. We were saying yes. We, We had these invitations from the Holy Spirit to reach out to those who were in need. And so we started saying yes, and it was not easy. And in the midst of that, we're like, you know, asking questions and going, God, why? And he's like, now you know how I feel, right? I mean, has any of us given so much that, that we, you know, that we've, you know, given to the point of Jesus? No, he knows more. He's, he's experienced more rejection than we've experienced. He's, he's experienced more betrayal than we've experienced, right? He's been spit at. He's been laughed at. He's been made fun of more than what we've ever experienced, Right? It's so hard. I mean, he's been around people that were so, that he did so much for them and so much for them, and, they, and they, they rejected him. They turned away from him. They used him. They were just there to get the food from him. They, they really weren't there to follow him and to have a relationship with him. They were just using him. And Jesus experienced that even more than we, we did. And he, and he could, in that moment, of, uh, in, in that situation when he was there on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's the mindset and the heart that we have to have when we're going to represent and release kingdom mercy to the people around us. Father, forgive them for, for they know not what they do. We need to lower our expectations. Right? People are in difficult situations. They don't have the right mindset. They're not believers, right? If they had it all right, they wouldn't be where they were at. And that's not the point. So we have to lower our expectations. A lot of times I go, and I'm going to do this, and then you're going to do that, right? I have it preconceived in my mind how they need to be responding in that situation, and we got to get rid of that. we got to drop all of that, right? We've got to lower our expectations and we have to come with forgiveness. When we get used or when we get rejected or when we get, you know, when, when our handouts get, um, you know, go, there's lack of gratitude concerning them. We need to lower our expectations and come with forgiveness. 
In Matthew 25, it says this, Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it for me. And as much as you did it for one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it for me. This is the second thing that we have to maintain, is that when we give, when we show kingdom mercy, it's unto the Lord. Right? It's unto the Lord. He said, whatever you do it for the least of these, you're doing it for me. None of us want to miss Jesus. None of us want to miss Jesus. If Jesus was going to be showing up at our door, sometimes when Jesus shows up at the door, it's somebody in need. Right? That's Jesus. And Jesus commanded us, he said, if don't, don't do it like you're doing it for this person, do it like you're doing it for me. Like you're serving and you're loving me. Right? This is our worship to the Lord when we show kingdom mercy and show kingdom compassion to the people around us. We reflect the heart of the Father towards those people. And we don't want to miss Jesus. So when we give king, uh, mercy and compassion, we want to do it as unto the Lord. And the last thing I just want to just share, and then we're going to watch a video. In Matthew chapter 6, it says this, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. In that whole text right there, if you read chapter 6, which is this is one of the greatest sermons ever uh, delivered by Jesus here, and it's just, I mean, if you just read it, it's just so full of so many different things. But in chapter 6 specifically, um, seven times he says the word reward. Seven times in that text he's, he's talking about rewards. And then three times he says that phrase, uh, will, uh, that the Father will op- reward you openly. He'll reward you openly. And so, this is the thing we have to understand, is our dad loves to reward us. Our dad is a rewarder. He says that, our, that God is a God who dilig- rewards those who diligently seek him. I mean, it's throughout a rewarder. And he loves to read sermon series on this whole one thing about how God is a rewarder. And he loves to reward us. Why? Because he, he loves to build our character. And so he puts us into situations. Because listen, how can there be a reward if there's not a choice? He puts us in situations where we have to choose between, okay, are we going to do the easy thing? Are we going to do the comfortable thing? Are we going to do the self-centered thing? Or are we going to give to others? Are we going to represent the Father? Right? And so he puts us in situations where, where we're challenged. We're challenged. Right? There is no reward if there's not a choice. If I have to make a decision, there's no reward. Right? But why does he do that? Because he wants to build us in character, right? So that we can be more like him. 
Our God loves to reward us. He loves to reward us. In Matthew, he continues on in in chapter 6. I'm going to continue reading. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust. Again, this is just going to reinforce this idea of, of that God is a rewarder. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let me just read that again. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So what does that mean? It means to me that don't be so focused on gathering stuff and things. Because why? Because you can't take it with you. But use those things that, has been give, that you've been blessed with to, to store up treasures where? In heaven. Right? When we give, right? When we, when we help those in need, right? Whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's things, whether it's our possessions, whether it's our vehicles, whatever that is that we give, right? It stores up for us treasures in heaven. We need to maintain that kingdom perspective, right? If we're going to be able to maintain peace, all right, and to live that out, right, to be love to those around us, okay, we need to maintain that kingdom perspective. Or we're going to get this thing all backwards and all mixed up and all messed up. It's okay. It, listen, it's okay. I don't do things to get other people to do to do to to respond, right? Or I don't, what Jesus says is I don't do things so that other people, other people will look at me and go, wow, look at John. He's amazing. He gave blah, blah. He gave blah, blah, right? If we're doing it for those reasons, those are wrong motives. What's a good motive is to store up treasures in heaven. That's a good motive, right? It's a kingdom perspective, right? We're living for the kingdom. We're living for, for it within eternity, Right? It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Later on in that chapter, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Right? When we put the kingdom, right, which is putting the love of Jesus on display, right? In kingdom mercy to those around us. When we do that, then Jesus, then God will add to us all those other things that we need. We don't have to worry about it. I'm, I brought this up before, but how many people do you guys know that live that Good Samaritan lifestyle of giving and showing mercy to those on a daily basis? How many people do you know? I, I still haven't come up with a single person that's ever in need, Right? Because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek, seek them. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek them. Sometimes we just have to take our eyes off of, of, situ, of, like the, of the financials of situations and just get connected with what Holy Spirit is doing in the here and now. right? Knowing that, listen, we serve a God that, that takes, when we remember the five loaves and the two fish, and he multiplies it. 
in abundance on our behalf. Right? He has an endless supply. Our God has an endless supply. So we need to tap into him and maintain a kingdom perspective. So I just want to review and then I want to show that video, Sarah Beth, here if you can cue that up. So the three things, we need to lower our expectations and, and walk in forgiveness towards those when, when they use us or abuse us, right? Giving mercy and compassion, it, when we do this, we do this as unto the Lord, okay? Not to men, but unto the Lord, right? We live for an audience of one. And we maintain that kingdom perspective, right? That when we're sowing into people's lives, right? Jesus said, you're, you're building for, up for yourself riches in heaven, right? Not riches on earth, but riches in heaven, right? Amen. I want to show this video, and just before we, we play this, I, I'm not going to show the whole thing. This is Todd White, and he walks this out. I love watching his videos. I love listening to his messages. And he's just, he's a radical uh, he was saved it, from drugs and alcohol. He has an incredible testimony if you want to uh, listen to it or Google it sometime. But um, this is a story about how he walks out kingdom mercy to the people around him. And he loves to love lavishly. He loves lavishly, okay? He loves lavishly because he understands the lavish love of the Father. And in this whole situation, he met this family and... Um, he took them to the to Walmart, I think it was, and they those, and um, we, and he's just you know just loving on these people, just loving on on these people, and and um, and uh, he ends up um, with this young man, and this un- young man expresses to him. So this young man, uh, I think, lost his father um, a few years ago, and um, they were in desperate financial situation. So he had to pawn his guitar. John and Jim, you guys will understand the gravity of that moment but he had to actually pawn his guitar so he hasn't had a guitar for over like I don't know two and a half maybe it's more than that but he's a number of years here and so um, we're going to pick up here with the testimony but I want you to hear the heart of uh, Todd in this situation down the doors to get in because we've lost perspective we're here to represent the gospel we're here to bring people to jesus we're here to walk and be imitators of god and we can imitate him in everything we do says we were darkness but now we're light so now i get to walk as light in the midst of a perverse and corrupt generation and i get to shine as light because jesus lives in me he's possessed my heart and my soul so that i can represent him well and not need the appreciation of people or the thank you from them in order for me to do good things i do good because my father is good and he lives in me and he's possessed me you're going to be possessed by something it ought to be him so we walk into the store i'm telling his girlfriend about it i go over and i said hey man i need you to come over here real quick he's playing the drums with the headphones on he goes what what's going on man what's going on i said come here dude how's your back he goes dude this is crazy i'm so happy right now i haven't been happy in such a long time I said, but this isn't happy just because you feel good. This is happy because God is good, man. You're encountering his goodness. He goes, yeah, this is nuts, dude. I said, so what kind of guitar did you sell? Your girlfriend was one of these. I said, yeah. I said, dude, would you let me do something? I said, I want to bless you, man. I want to get you a guitar. He goes, no, dude, you're serious, man. No, you're not serious, are you? He goes, dude, you're going to make me cry, man. I said, it's the goodness of God that's bringing your heart to a place where you need to be, man. He goes, this is nuts, bro, nuts. He goes, well, it was one of these, man. He's looking at him. And I looked over this whole guitar rack in the whole store. 
and I saw this one guitar. I kept catching my eye. I go, dude, I said, but what about this one? He goes, oh, my God, man. He goes, that's my favorite guitar in the whole store, man. It's my favorite guitar ever. I've never, ever wanted anything like that. I said, man, I took it off the rack, and I handed it to him, and I gave it to him, and he goes, no, dude, you're not serious, man. I said, I'm so serious, bro. I said, God loves you, man. He goes, no way, no way, no way. And his girlfriend walked away. She's like, doesn't even know how to handle it. And it doesn't matter. It's okay. And I said to her, I said, man, I said, God is outrageous, outrageous. And she's just beside herself. I said, well, we got to find a case. So we found a case that the guitar would fit in. Took it up to the front. And the guy at the front, he's like, he's like, wow. He goes, your name's Jesse, right? And the guy goes, yeah, man. He goes, dude, I'm finally going to leave with something instead of coming here four times a week and playing all your stuff. He goes, he goes, that's awesome, Jesse. This is a nice guitar. The guy goes, Jesse goes, dude, you don't understand, man. You have no idea, dude. I just met this guy today, man. He prayed for me. My back got healed. Prayed for my girlfriend. Her, her head got healed. My ankle got healed. He helped to get clothes for my family. And now God told him to get a guitar. God's buying me this guitar, man, to this guy. And this guy's like, what? And I said, yeah, dude. He goes, what do you do? I said, I travel and I preach the gospel. Man, I love people for a living. He goes, no, no, this isn't just preaching it. Dude, this is doing the gospel, man. He goes, you're doing the gospel, man. Can I shake your hand? Because this is what Jesus would do. This is what the guy at the register said. He goes, I am so blessed by this, man. Jesse's like, dude, I am so glad I met you, man. I want to hug you again. Jesse couldn't stop hugging me. His mama told me once we got out of the store that, that he hasn't hugged anyone except his girlfriend and his baby for the last 10 years. Wow. That's good. Why don't the worship band come back up? We're going to worship a little bit. We get to do the gospel. I don't know, it just brings tears to me just when I think about that, that we get to do the gospel. We get to be the gospel to people and to love people lavishly. It's an awesome gift that we have. And it's so much fun. So let's just stand up and worship for a little bit. I just want to pray. Oh, Lord, we, we love you, Jesus. Father, you love us so lavishly. You love on us, God. You just pour out your love despite our weaknesses, despite our faults, despite our shortcomings, despite our whatever. God, you just keep loving on us. You just lavish your goodness and your mercy upon us. Your word says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. So we, we just praise you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Father, help us. Help me, Lord. Increase, Lord. I just prayed this earlier, but increase our capacity to love people. 
Help us to see past, God. Help us to have, keep our eyes focused on you instead of our pocketbooks or our, our comforts or our contentments or whatever it is, Lord. And help us to really love people. Love them like you would, Lord. Father, I'm, I'm asking for every person in this room, God, there's, enough, there's plenty of capacity to radically change this uh, Oxford community right here in this room. God, give us, we're praying, God, give us desi- divine appointments. God, that we can love people like you love. God, that we can be your hands and we can be your feet. God, that we can be your mouth expressing love expressing mercy, expressing your goodness. Open our eyes, God, that we may see those who are in need around us. And give us supernatural courage, Lord, God, to step out, to meet them. God, we want to be faithful. We want to be faithful to you, Lord. God, we want to be faithful to you, God, not caring what other people think about us, Lord, but we just want to be faithful to you, Lord. We want to represent you well, Lord Jesus. Lord, help us to forget that which is, is behind and press forward into the fullness of what you have for us. Pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.